This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Romans 8, 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who were not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse 2 is where I'm going. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there is something called the law of the Spirit of life. The law of the Spirit of life. I want to talk about one of such laws. Laws of conversion in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Why conversion? Because Ephesians 1, 3. Let's start from there. Ephesians 1, 3. The Bible says, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is the next word there? Who has what? What does that mean? Who we bless? Is it right for a Christian to say, God bless me? What is, what is he saying there? Who has done what? If I give you my phone, is it right for you to ask that, can I have your phone? Hallelujah. Do you ask your dad for pocket money? Why you oh, Okay, okay. You don't, you, don't, you don't ask for pocket money again. Many adults are here. But do you ask for salary for the month of August when you have been paid already? Do you do that? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, God has blessed us. Can you say it to yourself again? I have been blessed. Say it convincingly. Say it again with all convictions. With what? Where? Hallelujah. Shout amen. amen. You know, I said something last week. I also ask you to sit down, but wait a little. Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3, he said, for this cause I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and on earth, it is one family. Some members are in heaven and some are on earth. But one family. Every Christian ought to be conscious of this. So you have a family. Some members of the family are in Abuja, some are in UK, but it's one family. That your brother relocates to UK does not mean he has ceased to be your brother. Is that clear? So now the Bible is saying that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. But it's in Christ where we are now, but in heavenly places. So the best illustration to give this money, that's what I'm talking about, the law of conversion. The word of God cannot lie. Every Christian is already blessed with how many things? All spiritual blessings. Somebody who needs a child. God is not about to give you a child. God has already given you a child. Now, Peter saw it. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth. So, if Paul said to the Ephesians that he has blessed. Let's look at another apostle, Peter talking. Second Peter 
chapter 1. Simon Peter, chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Like precious. Last week I spoke about the fact that we are fellow citizens. Do you remember? You are you have the same right with Apostle Paul, the same citizen. Now, Peter is saying that the same precious faiths. So what made Peter to say to the black, to the uh, lame man at the gate, silver and gold I have. Oh, hallelujah. The good thing is that when you two, maybe for some reason you are low on cash, that is not the end of the matter. We don't only spend cash, we also spend faiths. So you... There are times, and I've done this a few times for people. There are times we say, you say I want to give money, but I, I, I don't have cash right now. But in the name of Jesus, you need house rents. Before 24 hours, help will come and the person will have it. The most important thing is not who gives the money to the person, is that the money is given. So when your money is not sufficient, let your word be sufficient. So Peter too said that, ah, but you see, what faith gives back to is better than what silver and gold can do. Because there are some things that silver and gold cannot do. Oh, hallelujah. Callisto. <laughs> a couple met a dear man of God. They were going to UK to do, uh, uh, what do they call it, IVF, and all those for years, almost 30 years. And they were, they needed millions and the addict, they were actually going. They just came to tell him. And the man said, ah, I can easily talk to my heavenly father. UK is far. There is a father here. You know what he told them? He said, please, our church is doing project. Give them, come and give. He said, Shebi is baby one. Keep your money. You know what? If you have a child, the money you want to use to travel, will you do something that we say? They said, yes, I didn't even want to give for a project. Will you give to the poor? But don't spend this money to go and do IVF. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ. The second month, she got, she got pregnant. And nine months after, she delivered. Twins. You know, God is always excessive in nature. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. He said, the thief coming out to steal, to kill, and to so I come that they may have life. How? Have it abundantly. It's not that for them to have. That's too small for God. They must have and have it in overflowing measure. It's his nature. Psalm 23. Thou art not as my air we call it. My cup runneth. And when you find something more than two times in the Bible, it means that this is the nature of God. Peter, we have caught nothing in the night. They, it's, it's, you want fish? Make you not think. The night started breaking. That is what our God loves to do. Hallelujah. We have a great God. Now, let, let's look at this again. So, Peter said, next verse, verse 2. Where, so, you know, we're talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom culture. And you need to get all these messages on the kingdom from the lockdown I've been talking about. The Bible says, grace and peace. Oh, we go to that another day. Be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Can't sit down. Some of you are already tired. <laughs> well, I understand. It is easier when you are speaking and you are standing. You won't be conscious that you are standing. 
But if you are standing and you are not speaking, you will feel it more. It's natural. If you are singing also, you won't feel it. But if you are standing and you are not saying anything, you are going to feel it more. Now, the Bible says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. So, is equal to the level of grace and peace you enjoy is directly proportional to the level of knowledge of Christ that you have. No wonder the Bible says that great peace have them who trust in thy covenant. Great peace. So it is possible to have so much peace and joy. Grace and peace be multiplied. Not only be supplied, be multiplied through the knowledge. So the more I give myself to the knowledge of God, knowledge of Christ, the more grace and peace is multiplied. So when there is so much chaos in a person's life, it's an indication that you are not giving yourself so much to the knowledge of Christ. He is the prince of peace. When he comes in, there is always peace. Challenges might be raging outside, but there is so much peace inside. But then that's not where... Now, the next verse. Verse 3. According to his divine power, as given unto us all... How many things? Please, help me shout it. That what? Anything that concerns life is car included. He has given to us. <laughs> you know the meaning of according to his divine power. Gifts are given according to the statue or the level of the giver. Now, a king can give according to the request of the beggar. So here comes the richest man. He's a billionaire. He's driving. In fact, possibly he's going to a luncheon. He's going to a dinner. He's going to a wedding where he's going to donate in that luncheon 10 million naira. But if a beggar stops him, maybe there's traffic, and he says, oh, God, oh, God, it's likely he will just bring out 100 naira. If it's nice, 500. If it's very nice, 1,000. He did not give the beggar according to his ability. He gave the beggar according to the need of the beggar. Did you get that? And all of us will do it. You will not just pull out 1 million and give a beggar. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But you can leave the place and your mom comes and she says that, oh, we need so, so we need to rebuild the house in the village or something. And then maybe you'll give 5 million. So you are giving according to their needs. Now, God did not do that. The <laughs> so when you invite a president to a dinner, you can ask him to give according to his own capacity as a person. Remember, the same president can give his son at home 10,000 naira. But then he can get to a place and sign a budget of 3 trillion. At home, he gave the son according to father. The boy needed maybe 10k. But in the office, he signed according to the president of a nation. So when you say according to your position as our president, give, you know that the amount is capital. It can't give below a certain amount because the name of that nation is at stake with his name. I get what I'm saying. Now, the Bible is saying that according to his divine power. Now, question. How powerful is God? 
when God wanted to give us all that pertains to life and unto godliness, he did not ask our request. Now, okay, what do you need so I can give you according to what you need? Because some people's requests will be too small. Some will go to an ocean with a cup in their hand. Fill my cup, Lord. Some other people will go there with tanker. And God is still looking at them. But they, the wise says they will go there with pipes and live there. They build water corporation on the water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Because no matter the container you bring, the ocean will not complain. When you are all done, the ocean does not feel that you have taken water. How much more God? Now the Bible says, according to his divine power. He looked at how great he is. He looked at how rich he is. And he gave unto us all that pertains to life and unto godliness. Hallelujah. But then, it's through the knowledge of him. That word knowledge again. Grace and peace multiply through knowledge. Now, all these blessings, those two scriptures, they establish the fact that God has done all. The reservoir is filled up. But there's need for conversion. Your uncle is not lying. If he's a man of integrity, he says, Uncle, I need 10 million. And he says, Okay. If it's in UK, they don't spend Naira there. So when he gives through money, gram or whatever, he will give the currency of his country. But you know you need to convert. Now the Bible says all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. They don't drive cars in heaven. Maybe they do, I don't know. I've never been there physically. But I've been there in the spirit. So I don't know. Whether they drive cars, whether they drive limousine, I don't know. Whether they pay, they don't pay house rent, but there's no landlord in heaven. There's just one almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. But then they don't spend cash in heaven. They don't. So, any blessing a saint needs has been provided. But there is need for conversion. How do we convert? There is a law. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Are you with me? <laughs> when we are true, you will never joke with these two things again. I want to show you two things. You already know them. But I want to show you in another way so that we don't joke with them again. There are two areas of two things about your life that are extremely important as regarding converting things from spiritual form to physical form. Your mouth and your heart. Let's start with Romans 10, 9. As a starting point. I want, your, I want to call your attention to something. You see, like you cannot, thank God nowadays for online transfer. If you don't have the code, you can't transfer anything. If it is physical transfer, if you don't have the check, you cannot cash any money, even though the money is yours. Nobody goes to bank and say that. You know what? I have 10 million, do you have how many of you work in banks? Eh? Can I see your hand? Can you raise your hand? If you work, you work in banks, Pastor, Pastor, Yade. Pastor, I'll be raising your hand. You work, okay, you used to work. She's now in the training arm. Okay. Uh, who else works in bank? Rebecca, you work in bank, you work in bank. Oh, Tolu, okay, you work. So many of you. Amen. Imagine somebody coming and he says, Good morning. 
I have 10 million in this account. What's the account number? I don't know. I just have 10 million. I put the 10 million there some months ago. I want 6 million out of the 10. Sir, your account number. No, no, no. It's not my account. Are you, I, is it your money? Give me 6 million out of my money. Are you going to give him? No. Do you know there's a possibility that maybe you've known him for you know that he has, even if it's someone you know, that he truly has that money there. But because he has not provided the account number, the code and signature and everything, it's impossible. Spiritual blessings are yours. Many times, as you pray, without considering these two things I'm about to talk about now, it's like you are barging to heaven and terrorizing them. Give me. And then you are saying that, Lord, did you say uh, all things are mine? And then they are saying that, no, you are intruding wrongly. Even though the blessings are truly reserved for you. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Now look at Romans 10, 9. If thou shalt confess with your mouth, say number one, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, that's why I said laws of conversion. It's a law. What gives birth to a thing must sustain that thing. Salvation did not come by any efforts. Salvation came by just two things to everybody. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, salvation which is spiritual immediately becomes a reality in your life. You don't grow taller. You don't go fairer when you are born again, but it's a certain reality once you have confessed and you have believed. Exactly. Every other spiritual blessing. Now, this is the interesting thing. The biggest of all those spiritual blessings is salvation. Others will come the same way the first one will come. Did you hear what I've just said? This is why Satan will do anything. Some of the men in Old Testament started seeing glimpses of it gradually. So Solomon, when the spirit of wisdom came upon him, then he wrote in Proverbs 4.23, he said, guide your heart with all diligence. Why? Out of it flows the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. He said, guide your heart with all diligence. Out of it. Can you see, see how much emphasis he put on this thing? He said, keep thy heart with all diligence. And he gave the reason. Issues of life. Issues of life. When I read some scriptures, they, they show you the difference between how God thinks and what men have told us. So the issues of my life don't come from who is the president and who is not the president. It does not come from when I live in Nigeria or I live in Canada. That is what others will make us believe. But the Bible says, let God be true and let all men. So the Bible is telling you that the issues of your life, they come from here. Yeah. So the warning is very strong. Guide your heart with all diligence. Out of it. So Solomon said that it is so important that guide it well, jealously. This is why we mind what we read. Didn't you read when Paul saw it? He said unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or what? Imagine. Ha. Huh. 
Are you with me? He is able to do above all we imagine. What did God say when they were building a tower that would reach heaven? As a young boy, I sat down one day and I asked myself, is it possible geographically when we speak in terms of civilized people, can somebody possibly build into atmospheric stuff above us? But God never said that what those guys were doing was impossible. And the Bible said, God said, this is what they have imagined. And he said, there is nothing, Genesis 11, there is nothing that they have imagined to do that they will not be able to do. Do you know from aeroplane to every other thing, they came from imagination of man. This is powerful. This is why tell a man, tell a man. Oh. One day, see, this is serious. One day, now I don't know whether it happened like that too. One day, I told Dr. Billy, so I'm feeling somehow. Now I've noticed for some days now that the pains and everything, even though I wasn't going about my normal stuff. All my life, there has not been a day that I was on bed all day long. So, see, I, no matter, I'm always up, up around, but at times I might know that I'm not feeling. So I told her, I said, this is. So he said, okay, oh, maybe it's my life, maybe this one, maybe that one. After a long while, he kept saying, I said, okay, you should do a test. If the ability was a pastor, I think there's nothing. Maybe you, you said you'll be walking over, walking yourself. That I don't think it's anything. So I went to do it. It happened to me about three times. I went to do it. I just did, did the test. And they said, I said, malaria, typhoid, this one, that one, everything. I do everything. And they said, negative, 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 negative. And the man said, sorry, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, eh. so I went to him. And because I saw the test results, that everything was clean and nothing, by the following day, I started getting well. No medic, no nothing, I just got well and got well. And the Lord said to me that, I see, he didn't use that word, but I'm saying that, like, silly boy. I said in my word that you are fine. You don't believe my word, but when a doctor told you now that you are fine, you are now physically fine. In other words, the information the doctor gave and the test result that you are fine, as I kept thinking about it, okay, there's nothing. Then I got well. So actually, do you know, this, this is real. They mistakenly diagnosed somebody of cancer that she did not have. And the symptoms started manifesting when they told her. She went home and became sick. They, in, I mean, they charged the hospital. When they found out later, it was not, it wrong. She, she, she stopped working. She started lying down on the bed for a long time. Everything in life is connected to your heart. Sometimes this is why avoid traveling in the same car with those who are given to spirit of fear. They may affect you. Except your own faith is very high. When I used to take buses, all this is blood-sucking demon on the way. I'll just answer in my heart that they are not on my own way. What about all rescuing angels on the way? Why is it always drive your cautious? And when you give Satan attention, he will give you direction. He will just be directing every day of your life. He will tell you that you see, you still need to see another prophet. Say so that one is first, first phase of deliverance. You still need to. And then the more, then he will do one stunt outside. Say, so you see, the spirit is still there. Then you look for more prayers. And then they do, as you are feeling okay, that's okay now. They just did seven days on me. I'm feeling fine. 
he will just do a little stunt again and tell that you see all those in there. So it'll be like, ah, is that then the cycle continues? I get what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. This is guide your hearts with all diligence. Issues of life. God is able to do then God himself. In the Bible, I pay attention to words that came from God directly. In the Bible, some words were spoken by men. In Genesis 11, it was God himself that said, if their imagination is intact, there is nothing. Can I say this to everybody? Listen to me very well. This is why don't stay around those who are not in perfect agreement with you. Don't pray with people that you don't really like each other. It's an effort in futility. When unity gets to its peak, so much power is downloaded. But then the first unity is for you to unite with your heart. If thou shalt confess with your mouth, and thou shalt believe in your heart, heart and mouth. Let's look at mouth. Mark 11, 23. I will begin to close. Are you with me? Mark 11, 23. Let's read something from there. Now, this is another word directly from the lips of the master. Verily I say unto you, every time Jesus wanted to say something very important, he would say verily, verily. That means, please, every word of Jesus enough. Said the words I speak to you, John 63. They are spirit and they are life. But even in the realm of spirit and life, it will still say to some words, verily, verily. Like when one is talking about born again, say verily, verily. Now I say, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Do you see mouth and heart again? He shall say and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things he says shall come to pass, he shall have what is the next word there? Everybody shout this word after me. Anything is possible. Can some of you go 100 times where you are right now before the end of the year? It's under the word whatsoever. It shall have whatsoever. It shall have whatsoever. I want to show you one more. Second service, I will. James 3. This connects to what I said about the issues of life. Believers must be so disciplined about what you think and what to say. It looks to me at times that in God's mercy, He withdraws this power a little from people because people say many wrong things. If the anointing to bring to pass what you think and what you say should come upon you, many people would have died a long time ago. So many wrong words and wrong thoughts. And the whole world is conditioned to help you feed that fear. James 3, 4. Hallelujah. This is... Behold, let's start from 3. From, from verse 3. We put beads in us' mouths that they may obey us and we turn about their whole body. Let's start from verse 2. All of them are looking like where to start from. In many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, say to yourself, this should be my target. Say it again, this should be my target. That I offend not in word. 
The Bible says, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. That means all his body, they, co- they are connected to the words he's saying. Next verse. He now started bringing it to the figure. He said, we put bits in us's mouth. You know that as big as the horse is, that thing is only just on the mouth. Once you turn the bead, the horse will go direction of that because the mouth of the horse is what you use to guide the direction of the horse. Then he went to something deeper. Verse 4. Behold also the ships. Though they be so great, they are driven by fierce winds, and the Lord showed me. Yet, say yet. They are torn about with very small M, whithersoever the governor listed. Ah. The first time I saw this, the ship is so big, one. The Bible says fierce wind. That talks about the prevailing economy of the world. Fierce wind. But the Bible did not say that the ship is designed to go where the wind is pushing the ship to. The Bible is not denying the wind. The wind is the economic depression, depression of the nation, corruption in Nigeria and everything. The Bible is not denying it. The wind is real. But the Bible says where the ship will go eventually is where the governor wants. And that the governor's method of directing the ship is the steering, which is your tongue. Can it be clearer than this? Wind will blow. Wind of insecurity is blowing in Nigeria. Every day we pray for Nigeria for bloodshed to stop, for justice to prevail. I still wrote on Facebook in a while, and you will see judgment is coming over this nation. Those who have shed people's blood, it's not a cause. It's a scripture. Except they turn to Jesus who has shed his blood for them, by woman's blood, their own blood, by, by woman beings, their own blood will be shed also. He that killeth his blood with a sword, by sword he shall perish. Yeah. So those who set out to kill innocent people, destroy people. It's not just going to end like that. They've entered into judgment. The only thing that can save them is just salvation through Jesus. Anyway, why we are waiting for God to come in and arrest this evil? You better trust God for your own protection. So the winds are real, but it's all about where the governor. What will you do after this service about your words? I'm going to talk second service more about the fact that it's not a day's job. It's not a week's job. It's a forever job. I heard a man of God in America who said, I have spoken so much words of life that even if I confess negatively now for the next one year, it will take almost five years for the negative word to catch up with me. I've laid so much positive words. He said before, and he told, he told us how he started many years ago. He said, he said, Lord, why is it that when I say something negative, it comes to pass very fast? When I say something positive, it takes whatever. And the Lord said that from your childhood, you'll be built into the negative world. And you are built negatively to yourself. How many times have people said that I am dying of this, dying of that? Everybody is broke. Never say with your mouth again that I don't have money. 
because you have. When physical cash is not available, grace is available. And sincerely speaking, it's everything about money. Don't they give people things at times without money? Don't they give people houses? Who says you have to have money to buy something? Must everything be bought? Where there is grace, you might stop buying things. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Did you get what I've just said now? Single ladies, have you designed your future, your husband with your words? Or have you been saying every day, men, ah, men, 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 they are, they are devils. You have just written an application letter to one. When it comes into your life, even if it was not a devil before, now that he has come, it will become devil. Because you have created it. Did you get what I've just said? When this service ends today, make up your mind. We will look deeper into the second service. That's just the beginning. Two laws. Your mind, your heart, your words. Your heart, your words. Your heart, your words. If you believe in your heart, fill your heart with what God is saying. Everyone I've ministered to this way, oh, Pastor, I'm having bad dreams. It should not be Christian should not have bad dreams. What do you feed your mind with before going to bed? You see, some people have not, some people don't know. I'm not using it in the way deliverance minister uses. Some people don't know that life is war, warfare. Not against us, Jesus has conquered for us. You have to be serious about life. Nothing is as innocent as they appear. Ultimately, everything you are exposed to takes you up or takes you down. People don't know. Gradually, every song, everything. You call some people with the, the phone number, you call their number, the ringtone is, is killing me softly. Honestly speaking, a guy, I think it was, he was talking about something else. The most naive people on earth are Christians. It is true. You copy just about. Do you suppose if a singer is going about in a diabolical way to make his song popular and it's a favorite song, you think something will happen to you? Of course, it does not have power over your faith or anything, but why are you opening up yourself? Things are not as innocent as you think they are. Just want to listen to anything. The Bible said the children of this world, they are wiser. Unbelievers who are courtists, they don't think like that. They are smarter. They understand that things are not. I met a man one day and the wife was trying to tell me how fetish the husband is. Because I used to know him in those days in school. So there was time on his bed I gave him something. Because I gave him, the wife told me the perf I gave him that he did not use it. He threw it away. I got him a very expensive perf as a friend. He threw it away. Maybe he felt I had prayed inside that Jesus would catch him. Now, I'm not saying we should live in fear. You can give me something as a native daughter, I'll use it. We are not living in fear. But I'm just saying that be careful. View everything very well. Be careful. Every movie, I watch him. To what end? Every conversation, to what ends? To what end? 
If you don't need to have friends, please quit having some until you're able to have the right people around you. You know, the friends of people have are only those who come around and talk about every successful person in their cycle is a devil. You know people like that. They come around you and they badmouth everybody. This one is, this one is that. If that is what you listen to, you are. Ah, you now go fast and pray. You won't go anywhere. You will think the devil is blocking your way. You have created a lifestyle for yourself that is, not, that is difficult for success to visit. Mouth and heart. We will look at more scriptures later. But let's stop here today. Hallelujah. Oh Lord Jesus, lift up your hands on your seat and just give him praise. Just worship him. Just thank him. Blessed be in the name of the Lord. We worship you. We give all the glory. Blessed be your name, Lord. Thank you, Father. For that. Thank you for your word. Say in the name of Jesus, I guide my words. I guide my thoughts in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.